What's going on, famous entertainer, motivator, educator, Lucky Murray, back with another Hoop Council. Um, been out for a few weeks, but today we are finishing up high school basketball. Next week, we're going into a little bit of uh, just minor league basketball and a little NBA. But I wanted to, to finish up with the South Carolina high school basketball uh, just because of an awesome season, especially in Greenville County that we had. Uh, we had some teams make it uh, all the way to the state championship, uh, the upstate championship we had one team that's in the upstate technically i don't cover them because they're not Greenville county but in the upstate win uh, the state championship that's ran we're going to talk about them and we're going to recap the playoffs and i'm also give you some of the all region players and where they're looking at for collegiate play so you do not want to miss this podcast again this is lucky murray uh, this is the hoop council and we're gonna get started but i want to talk about uh this whole Let's talk about the playoffs real quick before I get into these players, man. This playoffs was crazy. And I went on vacation. I wanted to kind of go to Bob Jones when they had the Upstate Championship. And I kind of wanted to go uh, to USC Aiken. But I think on that day uh, the next year, I'm just going to take that day off. So that way, actually, I'm not going to take the day off. I'm going to take the next day off. Because the drive down to USC Aiken from where I'm at, it's about a two-hour drive. And I probably want to stay the night down there um, and, and catch some of those games right there because some of those games are not like, let me see. Some of those games are not all on the same day. So I'm going to try to get all the games on one day. But I did miss a lot of the playoffs because I was entering into uh, coaching. I, I have a basketball club that I coach. Um, that I coach fundamentals, and I, and I kind of do players that we, we got to develop. But I also referee uh, for, you know, basketball as well. And I'm starting to get into that. So a lot of that conflict, and I didn't realize I should have I had my schedule to kind of reflect what the high school basketball is going on so I could check out some games. I did get to check out the Greer and Greenville game, which, by the way, was an excellent, excellent game. I'm talking about from the atmosphere. I'm talking about the city of Greenville Greenville County stood up. You know, you had Greer. Greer from Greenville is about a 30-minute drive. But you had Greer people set up. They had a DJ. I'm talking about it felt like a collegiate it's just environment as far as just the overall environment of it. You know, you, know, you had people talking junk in the back. You had, you know, Greer and Greenville people arguing. That's something that I think that Greenville County basketball needs because of the simple fact that a lot of these guys, they go out there, they, they battle for four years, and they end up with, with, with not walking away with uh, not no basketball scholarship. And they don't necessarily have any opportunities outside of those four years. So it's very important that we get to not only get these guys, build these guys up. And, you know, I, I understand Tuesday night games, especially for the varsity level. Tuesday night games are tough because you got to work Wednesday. But Friday nights, come on. I seen – with my own eyes, when I go to these Friday night games, as far as football, they're slam packed. I'm talking about Fountain Inn, the Fury, and I'm talking about the Hillcrest Rams. But when I go to these Friday night varsity games, man, I could throw a rock at some of these games across the gym and hit no one. But that game was amazing, man. Shout out to Grill, man. I think Grill next year is going to be a team to beat. Amari Anderson is a player. Um, it's just Greenville was a tough team. And shout out to the Greenville Red Raiders, man. They, they had a squad this year. I think they just came up short against Lancaster. But let's talk about this, man. We're going to go into the 5A playoffs real quick. 
And I'm just going to give you the recap of who won <laughs> uh, the league and also um, the, the thing right there. And I, forgive me. Another team also won in the upstate as well. Dorman is, is in the upstate in Spartanburg County. Uh, that's the juggernaut right there. So the 5A champions of the 2022-2023 basketball season was or is the Dorman um, Cavaliers. So we're going to recap it. Woodmont lost to Dorman, 75 to 60 in the second round. Hillcrest lost to Fort Mill, 59 to 40 in the second round. The jail man lost to Burns, 68 to 61 in the first round. Dorman is pretty much, uh, they have been able to build a, pro, a sustainable program. And if you have a basketball, what I'm learning learning in basketball is the fact that if you have a program, not, not just and this is why I'm a big advocate on working on your game during the summer and not be so caught up in these AAU travel ball tournaments. I'm not saying AAU, these travel ball tournaments, don't have its place because it does. But if you're a kid 6'2", and you play, and you're a forward at 6'2", you're not playing forward in, in the collegiate level. So you need to work on your ball handling skills. You need to be able to pull up, also have the three-point game, and also be able to to make some decisions with the ball. Because if you get to college, you're not playing at a, at a four at 6'2". So the system that Dorman has is, is simply amazing. And I definitely want to get to the, the see them play next year, um, especially when they play against, you know, our Greenville County schools. But But listen – Congratulations to Dorman, man. Uh, Coach Coach Rod Sadler, uh, he he's not at Fountain Inn. Uh, no no, Coach Rod well um, is leading that program, you know, well. You know, we just lost out on the playoffs this year. Uh, just, you know, some games didn't go our way and we missed the playoffs. I think it was the fifth, the fifth seed in the 3A region that we are in right now. I want to say we are closely associated with Fountain Inn, or the Fury. So let's go to 4A. The Irmo Yellow Jackets are the champions. Irmo, Tim Whipple. Here's the funny thing about Tim Whipple, man. He was already a legend when I was going to Irma. I went to Irma about a year and a half before I transferred and ultimately finished my high school uh, career at Oakland High School. So I represent Oakland, you know, but in eighth grade and parts of my ninth grade year, parts of my 10th grade year, I was in the Irma uh, district. And he was a legend there. He was winning state championships there. Uh, he won with uh, B.J. Mackey. And it's incredible that he can actually won. He won with B.J. Mackey. I think he won with uh, B.J. Mackey's son. He won. I think he won last year. Not last year. Last decade in the 2010s. I don't know how many he won. And for him to win in the 2020s is something of just, man, just longevity, man. And, and really can relate to these kids because these kids are a different breed <laughs> when they get older. But the fact that he can still connect to these kids or get kids that really want to work the right way and still win championships, especially in the basketball game where, you know, sometimes there's not a, a fair playing field. It's simply amazing. So let's talk about this 4A, shall we? Greenville. Shout out to Greenville. Made, made it to the Final Four, but ultimately lost to Lancaster, 48-58. to 58. Uh, Greer lost to Greenville, like I said, 64-58. to 58. Man, that Greer team is going to be sick. I believe Greenville should be good as well. Um, they got a kid named Bryson Drummond. Um, fun fact, Bryson Drummond's dad uh, coaches um, middle school basketball here in the um, Golden Strip area at Bryson Middle School. You know, I, I help coach out at the uh, Greer, not Greer, excuse me, Rudolph Gordon, and we see him a lot. You know, that's our cross-town rivals. Uh, so it's good that his son is really doing his thing over there, man. So they're going to have a squad coming back next year. So hopefully they can uh, lean on this experience 
and take them to another step in uh, next year coming up. Wade Hampton lost to Lancaster, 54-45 in the third round. Wade Hampton really, really came into their own. Um, they didn't play a lot of tournaments. You know, they wasn't, to me, <coughs> excuse me, they wasn't really ranked in my top ten at all. So, to say that with Wade Hampton, uh, they kind of made a, a uh, late-season push, got some things together. One, they was co-champions of the region with Greer. And that says a lot because Greer was hot too, but they ended up uh, getting to a place where they was co-champions. And they ended up going all the way to the third round because if they would have beat Lancaster, guess what? They and Greenville would have been an all-Greenville County it would have been an all-Greenville County Upstate Finals, which would have been amazing. Now, if Greer, I wish Greer would have been able to maneuver themselves accordingly so that way we could have saw that Greer-Greenville game at Bob Jones because I believe that that game should have been at Bob Jones. But it's neither here or there. But shout-out to Wade and Help the Man for doing their thing. Uh, they're going to really have they, – they should be coming back with, with some for some fire force this year coming up too. Um, but they're losing a, a really, really good player. We'll talk about it in a second. Riverside lost to Catawaba Ridge, 64-55, first round. Catawaba, I believe, is in uh, the York, Rock Hill area. Breer lost to Midland Valley, 53-44 to in the first round. And Eastside lost to Lancaster, 66-47 uh, in the first round. Lancaster needs to do their job. I'm excuse me, Eastside need to do their job. If they'd beat Lancaster, we would not have to have that problem in Lancaster going to the state championship. Would I think that Greenville would have gave Irmo a better shot? I'm not sure because I don't follow the Midlands basketball scene. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think with Eastside, Eastside got to come correct next year. This will be Justice Ray uh, senior year. Um, he's probably one of the hottest recruits. In the upstate right now, he got a few D1 offers. Um, if he has a really good season and um, he grows a few inches, he that D1 low major may turn into a mid-major or a high major. It really depends. Uh, but uh, Eastside, they got to, you know, this year especially, I felt like Eastside should have been a lot better. But it seemed like when they got to region play, they kind of uh, stumbled. Uh, the state of least, and that let that led room for Greer and also let room for Wade Hampton again. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this again. If you are a basketball team, you can beat a lot of great individual players if you play together as a team. Basketball is a team effort. Now, sometimes, will there be a case where a individual can overcome team? Yes, it happens a lot. If those individuals are undeniably great at what they do, especially at the level they are. But the, the, that is an anomaly. That is that is not the rule. That's an exception. So let's keep going, man. Three A. Um, this is another team that that from the upstate area. When I say upstate, I mean the upstate. I'm talking about Spartanburg. I'm talking about uh, Greenville. I'm talking about Anderson. That is the upstate going up to Oconee County. That is the upstate. Wren, a team in Anderson County, won the state championship. Good shout out to Wren. Uh, they're in the same region with Southside. They're in the same region with Fountain. So that was a really tough team. Uh, but a team that I felt like was, was, was 
um, state championship bound. The Travelers rest Devil Dogs, but they lost to Rand uh, 63-41. Uh, Travelers rest made it all the way to the Final Four. Now, Travelers rest is losing one of their good players, and I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but that was a great season for Travelers rest. They won their region. They took care of business. And listen, mind you, what I'm noticing is that teams that take care of business in region play and also having a pretty good overall record ends up going deep, <clears throat> excuse me, in the state championship. Then that's not to say anything about teams that can catch lightning in a bottle, but more times out of not, the better team can win one game. Because they and then also a lot of these teams are experienced teams. You don't see too many teams that are like made up of just traditionally freshmen go deep in the state championship. Now, all you need to do in high school basketball is be the top four of your region, which is as hard as harder said than done. But you know, Ren, season team, they play the right way. Uh, Travis Rest again, they play the right way. Uh, Southside caught light in the bottle, um, but they was a pretty good team. They 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 got it together in region play. Um, Blue Ridge was probably one of the the, the lowest re- seeds in their region, and uh, Carolina lost to Chester 50, 65 to fifty nine in the first round. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the two A and the one A uh, division. A uh, Gray Collegiate they won the state championship. I believe they won. Uh, six of the last four or five or whatever. And, and, and here's my issue. I'm not. And I'm not saying nothing about these teams, but I don't know when it comes to these charter schools, man. Because these charter schools can definitely they play by different rules. And it's like if I can be able to quote unquote recruit. And again, I'm not saying nothing about. I don't know Gray Academies and how they get players. So this is not towards Gray Academy. Great collegiate. But these guys just jumped on the scene. I think they I think the school was built in 2014. And in 2014, they go from not existent. Because when I when I'm from Columbia, growing up, Gray Academy was not there in West Columbia, was not there at all. For them to just be in existence and then after that, in like in the total of six years, you went in Four out of six titles, and with the team, let's 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 use my 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 alumni team, Eau Claire. Eau Claire, unless somebody transfers there inside the city, right? You got to develop the guys that live in the North Columbia area. That's Monticello Road. That's Fairfield Road. That's um Ridgeview. Um, Burns Burnswood. The 215, that area. If you're not developing those kids, if you're not developing the kids at Gibbs and Alcon, and this is, uh, you're not getting these high level players that are like three or four D1 prospects. That is not happening in real life basketball. But again, if they play by the rules, which they do, because they're part of the South Carolina High School Association. Then teams that are in there have to step up their game. I'm just saying. But Grill Middle, 
Lost in the second round to my alum, Oakland High School, 65 to 52 in the second round. Wanted to get to the game. I was super tired. Hopefully next year I can check out Greer Middle School College. They, they got they got some kids on there. They're doing their thing. And then um, Christchurch won the 1A state championship. They got Jordan Butler on there. Um, so that was the the playoffs. So let's talk about these players real quick. Um, Wes Kellett from Woodmont. Um, he's a senior. I'm talking about seniors, and these are all region players. So he was he's all from from Brevere College, and that's a D3, I think, out of uh, North Carolina. Elijah Jones from Greenville. He's offered from Piedmont University, which is in Georgia. That's a D3 school. Nickel Franklin, I think it's Nickel. Yeah, Nickel Franklin of a Wade Hampton. He's still inside. I think he's like a 6'3 guard. He's still inside, so he's still looking for the opportunity. Uh, Amari Anderson, he's a sophomore. I believe, I think he's like 6'4". I believe next year he'll be on some radars, uh, low major especially, maybe D2. I know D3. Uh, depends on how he grows and just to commands the ball and depends on what he does during summer. Uh, basketball, he may he may enter the mid-major, low-major conversation here in just a second. Uh, Justin Ray, like I said, he has a few offers. Uh, Eastern Tennessee State, Furman, Queens University, that's in Charlotte. Uh, we have Wofford, West Carolina, USC Upstate. I believe Furman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wofford, Furman. So this man has six, seven different schools that he can go to, all D1 low majors. So my thing is this. Do he sign this year, pick the school, and let his senior, he don't have to worry about that? I believe he should. I believe Justin Ray should figure out the schools that's going to get him. Uh, do not look for the, the, the grass is greener. Here's why, guys. Because of the simple fact that because of the transfer portal, if you don't pick your school, your spot will be taken. That's how it's happening right now. Caleb Mills, the player of the year from Travis Rest, the six-foot guard, has committed to North Greenville. That is in Travis. That is in Travis. Not Travis Rest. It's Tigerville, which is probably like 10 minutes away from Travis Rest. Hey, you did your job. Not only are you playing for North Greenville, you continue your career in college. You're playing up the street from the career. Like, if he can stay four years and develop, this man is six feet tall. It's hard to get a scholarship at six feet unless you were a guard. So congratulations to Caleb Mills from committing to, to North Greenville and uh, Drew McKibben, McKibben, excuse me, from Travelers Rest. Again, he's a junior, so not a lot on him. I think he's a more of a football player than anything. Uh, so Jack Feister, I think his name is, a Greer Middle College. He's a junior. He hasn't picked up any scholarships as of right now. So Jordan Butler, player of the year from Christ Church. He's committed to Mizzou. He's a seven-foot uh, tall athlete. Man, listen, if you seven feet, you're going to get signed for somebody. And the fact that uh, his brother is actually on a two-way contract playing in the NBA G League right now. But the fact that you know his father actually coaches as well, man. If I had a seven-footer, whew, Jesus, seven-footer? Mm-hmm. Those things are like uh, Bigfoot. Those things do not exist. So here is my situation. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about minor league basketball, uh, particularly the ECBL. That's the East Coast Basketball League. We're going to talk a little bit about the G League. Also going to talk about these different leagues, the ABA, stuff like that, TBT. So we'll keep the Hoop Council going, talk about certain topics that's happening. But 
great, great, great news. And if anybody in the upstate is or has some deals on the table, send them my way. You can tweet at me. I'm Lucky Murray. That's I am L U C K Y M U R R A Y. Or hit at me on the blog site. That's the hoopcouncil.com. Again, it's the entertainer, motivator, educator. And please don't forget all three. Lucky Murray back with another Hoop Council podcast. We're talking basketball. Congratulate to the Upstate High School. We're going to keep y'all updated because before you know it, guess what? It is going to be the start of high school basketball in the state of South Carolina and not only the state, Greenville County. But let me know what you think about this comment section below. But like always, it's the next time, people.